Hello everyone, my name is John Locke. I'd like to welcome you to The Winning Trade, but first the required disclaimer material. This presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that in this presentation, we are covering hypothetical computer-simulated trades and or results, unless it's otherwise specified. And as with anything hypothetical, the results can vary from live results for many, many different reasons. If this is your first experience with us, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance, wealth, and success coach with Locke in Your Success LLC. And myself and my team of mentors are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. And today I'm here to take you into the realm of high probability options trading, also known as income trading. Income trading is when we utilize option strategies to make money from the passage of time rather than depending solely on price movement to go in our direction in order to make money. Now this doesn't mean we're going to make money all the time, but it does mean we're much more likely to make money than if we were planning on trying to make money by direction alone. The options trading strategy I'd like to go over with you today is called an M3.4U. Now, normally when we do these presentations, we're dealing with what I call real-time simulated trades, where we're doing simulated trading, but we're doing it real-time, you know, rather than backtesting. And there's a big difference between doing real-time simulated and backtesting. In backtesting, you can go back, you can change your decisions and so forth. Real-time simulated, especially if you're doing it in front of an audience, you make your decisions and you're stuck with them. And that's a huge difference because I can't go back and change things. And also I have a whole bunch of other people watching me to make sure I'm following the guidelines and making sure that I'm doing things the way they should be. But uh, today I'm actually going to do something a little bit different with you. One of the things that we are doing in our Go membership is I'm doing a, a live demo trade. And the live demo trade that I've been doing is an M3.4U, but it's a little bit different than doing it by the guidelines. What we're doing here is we're doing an M3.4U at what we call a stage four plus level, meaning that we're not locked into following the guidelines exactly the way they are. We're basically taking the concept of the trade and we're applying it to the marketplace. And this being the case, we're going to do some things that may be a little bit outside our standard completely non-subjective guidelines. We're, throwing in a, we're taking the market situation a little bit into context. Now this is not full blown out pro level trading, but it is the way that traders transition from being a strict guidelines follower that's completely non-subjective to starting to take in the context of the marketplace and then making subjective changes or modifications that are generally very close to the rule set, but they are modifications nonetheless, and they can make a big difference in your consistency and results and the amount of money you make in the trade as well. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to explain the M3.4U, and then I'm going to show you a trade re review that we did on this M3.4U for our options trading for income members within our Go membership. So a, sh a brief description of the M3.4U would be a somewhat bullish bias market neutral income strategy designed for the Russell 2000. The strategy requires a min minimum of $2,500 per trade. The example size or the trade we're going to review is going to be a $5,000 planned capital trade. Now this strategy has no profit target, but in general I I'd expect a good month to return about 10% planned capital. And as far as an exit loss trigger or a stop when we want to get out of the trade, it's going to be $500. 
Also, I'd like to note, if this is your first time with The Winning Trade, I would suggest that you go to thewinningtrade.com, that's thewinningtrade.com, and check out a previous Winning Trade episode that cover the M3.4U strategy. For very, very beginners, we go into the trade guidelines in more detail. But for everybody else, enjoy this trade review of the live M3.4U that we did for our options trading for income members in our Go membership. Hi, everyone. So this was uh, the trade. I kind of want to explain what I did. And in the process, I want to kind of explain what's important with your trading and maybe what's a little bit less important and so forth. So to help you become a better trader as you get to the stage four and a half level. So I'm not doing this at a stage five pro level, but I'm doing it kind of at a four and a half level. I'm kind of adding a little bit of subjectivity in it. You'll notice this isn't completely by the guidelines, but the guideline date you enter isn't important. There's much more important factors than that. We'll talk about that kind of as we go along. So it was Friday the 13th. I figured Friday the 13th, what a lucky day to go in and enter a trade. And that being the case, I take a look at what's available for me for expiration dates and so forth. And, you know, this trade usually enters 56 days to expiration. I'm kind of right in the middle here. I could go on 63. I can go on 49. doesn't really matter. Uh, I come in here and, you know, it's not probably not exactly the end of the day. It's not exactly my checkpoint time. Again, those things, you know, in the beginning, they're very important because you, you, know, you need a structured rule set to follow to start to understand the strategies and so forth. But as you go along and you get going, that stuff becomes less and less important, okay? So I'm coming in here and uh, I pick the October 1st weeklies. October is a fantastic month to start a trade on Friday the 13th, right? It's actually August, Friday the 13th, but uh, I see the correlation there. But anyway, I come in here. If I do standard M3.4U guidelines, I start with my 60-40 broken wing butterfly. I end up widening out to 60-50. Let's just go along day by day. Now, uh, as for the T-log, one of the things that I do here and you'll know this in the pro membership, I don't post the actual trades in Option Net Explorer. I almost never do. I track everything real time on toss, and I track my profit and loss on thinkorswim. I don't, you know, usually if I put something in Option View, it's just for a demo. So here, you'll notice if you go back into the Skype group that I put these on at different times of the day. Everything's at uh, uh, 3.30 here. I actually have a reason for doing that. Uh, and one of the reasons to do that is to compare execution from just putting the trades on uh, in uh, my backtesting software at a certain time versus what I'm doing live. I want to see if I'm executing better or worse than what this is telling me. You know, one of the big things that we get asked in backtesting, for example, you know, hey, I, I can't get my the same price as I get at Option Net Explorer, um, or I get this slippage thing, which is a bunch of garbage in reality, you know, sometimes you're going to do better than what you would do if you just randomly converted it in Option Explorer. Sometimes you're going to do worse. And I like to track that with myself. That way I understand what kind of real, you know, if I do something in Backtester, for example, what kind of real time, real live results can I expect for profit and loss numbers and so forth. So it kind of gives me an idea of that. So here, if I come in here, then let me just go to... We'll go day by day, and we'll look for trades and so forth. So this is a $5,000 position, technical numbers on it. Oh, let me do this. I did an adjustment here. 
technical numbers are positive uh, 3 and minus 1.5 for the delta range. Uh, I actually adjusted this a little bit early. So, you know, I may have had a slight bias in the marketplace. So we're here. It's August 17th. The market's been down a little bit. If I feel the market's going to continue down, then, you know, I can make a minor adjustment for that. In other words, I don't want to be sitting three quarters of my weight necessarily to an adjustment point if I'm expecting a further down move in the marketplace. Again, these were posted in the Go Group, so you know I, you know I did them. If you go here, I actually reduced this to flat delta. Sometimes it's a good choice, sometimes it's a bad choice. Ultimately, if you're making reasonable decisions and you're and you're doing this within a reasonable level, you're being reasonably subjective here. Sometimes you're going to be right, sometimes you're going to be not going to be right. So if I go to the 18th here, uh, we did get a continued down move, so but not very much, only six points. If we go to the 19th, we got another 23 points. Let's take a look. Same deal here. So I'm not really quite to an adjustment point yet, but I can lean this a little bit if I want to and and maybe adjust a little bit early. So like I said, I'm, I'm starting to push up close to my delta limits here. I can just flatten this down. I'm still maintaining a positive delta. In other words, I'm not shifting to negative. I'm not going bearish. I'm not panicking about, I'm not panicking about the downside. I'm not thinking the market's going to go down forever, but I want to accommodate for less damage with a continued down move. Hmm, I was very wrong at that time, right? So the first time, it benefited me. The second time, it didn't benefit me. Again, that's what happens. But one of the things that I'm doing here is the day before we're coming into a support level, there's actually a high likelihood we're going to get a bounce at that support level. But there's also, if we break down, it's going to be rather severe, which is why I didn't want to be sitting at my adjustment trigger you know, very so close to my adjustment trigger at a point where I was so uncertain about which way the market was going to go. Uh, I made the adjustment, but I adjusted it minorly. Here, I get the reversal. This, from a price standpoint, is actually very bullish. Okay, so that being the case, I don't want to wait until I'm minus 1.5 delta in order to adjust this, because from a technical standpoint, this is probably going to continue higher. So I'm, I'm going to jump in here a little bit early and I'm going to start backing out of the adjustments. If you remember, I was early actually on the way down also, right? Um, so I'm backing out a little bit early, put myself slightly positive delta here. Let's go to the next day. Again, a minus 2.53. That's actually past my limit. So I'm going to make this move. Here, if I go Tuesday, I'm only I'm only minus 1.1. But again, you know, see where I am, for, especially if you more subjective stage four traders, right? Uh, again, I, I if you're stage three, I recommend you just follow the guidelines, and you would have done fine too. But here, I'm expecting a continued up move, so I'm near my negative delta limit. I'm just flattening this out. And now I'm slightly positive. Right, this time here, right, I'm not concerned. Notice I'm, I, I'm getting near my positive limit, but at this point I'm not concerned. 
Why am I not concerned? Well, I'm not concerned because the market's moving is making sense. We pulled back down into a support level. We had a bounce. We came back and we, we retested the high. We backed off it. This is a typical cup and handle pattern setting up with an expected move to the upside. So I, I'm not going to worry about being near my maximum delta at this point. So notice the the situation difference, right? So we we had one type of situation before. This is a different type of situation. And these are the types of things as you get into the pro level that you're going to want to start to pick up on. And we get a 64-point up move. Hmm, good thing I did that. I'm negative delta. I'm not adjusting now. What? You were adjusting early. Now you're not adjusting. Why aren't you adjusting? Uh, right? So we had this breakout move. Chances are we're going to be down the next day. We have a 64-point move upside in the, in, the, in the Russell. I don't get panicked at thinking the market's going to go up. I'm patient. And I realize that probably the next day, we're probably going to get some sort of a drop in the market. And then when we get the drop in the market, then we make our adjustment. It's going to be a lot more efficient, right? So we start talking about efficiency and adjustments. I don't want to, I, I mean, if I have to, I have to, but I, I want to avoid adjusting up when we're getting this screaming up move, which is what we have here. We wait for the following day, we get a down move, and then I make my up adjustment. Uh, so there's my up adjustment there. Let's move forward. I don't think we do anything for a while. Okay, so here we're up 205 on the 8th. Okay, so here, here again, right? I, I'm tapping my positive delta limits, but I'm not doing anything, anything, anything about it. I don't have any technical reason to do that. I'm just retesting a, what should be a support level here. So I'm not getting overly reactive to that. We're still uptrending. And then we get this 35-point down move. I'm over my maximum limit here, but that's not it's a surprise because I was at the limit before. And I got a good-sized down move. Here, still holding some good positive delta here. We get a bounce on what, Wednesday. This market movement here is starting to not make sense to me. So earlier on, it kind of made sense. We talked about down here. This down move into this level here made sense. This up move to previous high made sense. The pullback makes sense. The breakout makes sense. The retest kind of makes sense. Now this retest, really, you would have got, you would have expected to get a bounce off of it. You know, these three days here, the market's starting to not make sense to me, meaning that I get more and more concerned that we may get a substantial down move out of this, and you'll see. Was it Thursday? Uh, let's see, Thursday we got an up move. We're over neg maximum negative delta, so I made. So I'm still doing the standard stuff here, uh, right? I'm minus 371. I come in here. Now I'm about positive 0.64. I'm up 341 dollars. Everything's going fine. We come to Friday, and I exit the trade. Why do I exit the trade? Everything's going so well. The market just pulled back uh, a little bit, and. We're within delta limits. I'm up $281. These are the types of decisions here 
that are going to make a fairly big difference in the results in your trading. And a big part of that is knowing when to get out. And I'm not looking at a profit target, and I'm not looking necessarily at you know some sort of weird, crazy indicator. This is just getting a feeling for the marketplace and when and your positioning and when your positioning becomes vulnerable to a big move and when a big move is likely to happen. So Friday, I hopped out of this trade, not because of an expiration date, not because of a profit and loss number, but because the market is acting in a way that is different than it was acting before in a manner that makes it the, the probability of a larger move in a, in a direction, in either direction for that matter, fairly um, significant. In other words, the probabilities of a larger move are ticking up. I'm getting closer to expiration. My position is becoming more and more susceptible to possibly a fairly large down move. That being the case, I just assume exit this position at my 14 days expiration and go into a positioning that's going to be less problematic if we get that really big up move, or a really big up move or really big down move. And what I did is I went in and I closed this and I went further from expiration is what I did. So if we look at this, our profit and loss on the model is $273 profitable. And that's what we would close the trade-off at in our modeling. Let's look at what happened live, okay? So these are the live trades for this trade that I put into the software. Uh, our analytical model is telling us a little under 280 after I close the trade. Actual profit and loss on the position after closed, including commissions, is higher. It's about 306. That's significant, right? That's $30. I mean, this is a small position. It's a 5,000 position, dollar position with a $500 maximum loss uh, five, uh, and no profit target. So $30 is is significant. So you can see, and when I was executing these, by the way, we didn't do anything funny. We didn't do any crazy negotiations with the market. I, I essentially put the trades in and I just put them in and filled them. I mean, it was really no redoing orders. If I didn't get it filled the first time, I probably got it filled the second time because I put a a significantly higher number than I put in when I put in the first time. You know, a lot of people, they focus in on trying to get the absolute best execution, to hit the points exactly, doing exactly the right thing at the right time. I did here. I was very sloppy, wrong dates, adjusting early. A lot of times wrong in those early adjustments. It turned out to be the wrong thing to do. Yet still, you know, we're, and like I said, paying attention, no execution, yet we're still at $306. So, you know, when you're when you're really new, you do want to focus on the rules. You do want to get that done. I wouldn't worry too much about execution at all. I mean, it's, as long as it's reasonably uh, somewhat okay, that's perfectly fine. And just come in and do this. The stuff you want to pay attention to, rather than getting hyper-focused on getting the best, absolute best ex- execution and all that other stuff, what you really want to focus on is kind of gauging the risk in your position, you know, how and 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 seeing how your position interacts with the marketplace as it goes through different time frames and different types of volatility things. You know, that's going to talk, take making some subjective judgments. You know, because had I not got out of this trade, then 
right now this position would be basically back at break even and then i'm going to end up if i stay in the trade after that you know then i end up fighting it into execute fighting it into expiration and yeah i may work out it may work out better for me sitting here fighting with the position but for me you know i'm perfectly happy taking this here and then moving on into something else and i'll show you what i moved on into here in a moment uh, let's see here well first of all um, this 306 to basically flat so i lost 306 dollars in that move right if i stayed in which which we didn't we, we exited okay that could be the difference between winning that trade and losing that trade the alternative one i did that we posted is we ended up entering this position here which by the way drew down less than half of that so I'm down 144 with this move actually yeah, it's bouncing around right so and that again you know how do you pick a mid price when you're executing when you're bouncing between $93 down and $150 down I mean you have to figure out what the market is right so you know we'll talk about that maybe in another session but here I end up just getting out of that trade and getting into this trade and again this is at live pricing including commissions and you know I'm down down about a hundred bucks so about a third or a little more than a third of what I had so now I'm in this trade and again this one's no big deal there's no panicking going on we got a bit of a down move you know, we may end up making an adjustment later today we may not we'll see where the the market ends up I, I i i assume we probably won't but we're going to manage this one the same way i went into the november 30th cycle which is how many days was that uh, on friday that was actually november 30 was actually 74 days to expiration and that probably wasn't a good choice to go that far from expiration on the trade but again this November 30 expiration is going to give me a lot more reasonable profit and loss profile. I kind of just came in here and, you know, again, this goes back to focusing on what's more important, what's less important. Realistically, I should have gone into probably this one here, October 21-ish on the expiration 42. That would have been my preference. I ended up going in into a 74. But the reality is that that's probably not going to have a big distinction on whether I win or lose the trade. So this should be fun. And, and like I said, I'm doing this live trade not to tell you exactly what to do, but more as a learning type of a uh, thing going on. And I hope you, you enjoyed this. All right. So trade well, everybody, and we'll see you on the next meeting. If you like what you see, I encourage you to come over to thewinningtrade.com, that's thewinningtrade.com, and discover how you too can follow along with this and many other great strategies as they unfold during our Options Trading for Income weekly webinars. Also, where you can learn about upcoming winning trade presentations and explore past winning trades and receive free bonus material. And while you're there, make sure you check out our free trading performance podcast where you can learn to skyrocket your results regardless of the type of trading you do. If you have any questions, comments, or anything else you'd like to see on the next winning trade, we'd love to hear from you. Simply comment uh, on this video, and I'll make sure I answer your questions for you personally. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next winning trade.